Welcome in from my office here at the Fieldhouse in Troy Athletics. I'm Barry McKnight. Welcome to our Troy Sports Podcast and our first one of this academic year. We welcome in Becky Whetstone, Assistant Director of Athletics, Student Athlete Services. Thank you for for jumping in, mm-hmm. Becky. We appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Anything for you? You mentioned uh, that it's a long title. Mm-hmm. Uh, assistant Director mm-hmm. of Athletics, Student Athlete Services. Mm-hmm. Doesn't exactly roll off the tongue necessarily. But when somebody asks you, hey, nice to meet you, Becky, what do you do? Yeah. What, what's, is, there a, is there a simple answer there? No. What, uh, is there no, some sort of a lame <laughs> I, I, I usually say um, that you kind of have to gauge somebody's uh, understanding of what Troy is, right. and are they athletic-minded? But no, I usually just say I'm over academics for all the athletes at Troy. How many is all? Um, so on an annual average, there's about 425 student-athletes. But I'm not all by myself. I've got three amazing uh, co-workers that are full-time, one that's part-time, um, and a graduate assistant, and we all love our job mm-hmm. for for one reason or another, um, but we love serving our students. Our students are fantastic, and um, I think genuinely appreciate what we do. Um, but yeah, that's if our average of four twenty-five, and it's everyone baseball through volleyball. If you have never had the chance <laughs> to go up to the third floor mm-hmm. of the stadium towers at the stadium. It, to me, you've got the whole floor. I mean, yes. is, is, is there any part of the third floor that is not student athlete service? Not anymore. What's um, up there? So we used to share the floor with um, sport management, the sport management department, but they they moved across campus and we kind of took over their offices and we now use those offices as t- a tutor center, so individual tutoring area. Um, so our floor, basically, if you've been to the stadium club, the mm-hmm. fourth floor, it's the same layout it's the same size however we don't have the windows looking into the stadium we have the windows looking across campus um and to the left instead of it being an open space for um stadium club it's classrooms that are set up as computer labs to the right um again instead of being the stadium club it is offices a very large classroom for study groups and things like that and then um the tutor suite so it has individual tutoring centers study groups mm-hmm. study hall yep all the things all the things that you would imagine would not be enjoyable but, you know, the, the positivity in there, I've seen a little pithy sayings on the wall, and yeah. I've seen there's, um, it's a special sort of um, outreach from the staff yeah. to spotlight student athletes. Yeah. There's pictures of them on the wall with yes. their academic achievements and yes. things like that as well. So y- yeah. you make it fun. We try to. Um, I, you know, when I first started, I've been, this is my 13th academic year. Mm-hmm. Um, I started as a graduate assistant, and uh, it was really when Twitter was starting to get big and and used a lot by students. And I remember very vividly Jarell Jernigan, yes, um, who had required study hall, had posted something that said he had to go to hashtag prison, and he was referring to study hall. <laughs> and I I remember that very clearly, um, and thinking to myself, I don't want that to be 
what students think of this place because it should be a welcoming, friendly, homey environment where um, students can come and get their work done. So a lot of what we explain with our tutoring system is we want to replicate your home kitchen table where when you went home from elementary school and high school and sat at the kitchen table and got your work done that's what we want our facility to feel like so for a lot of student athletes therefore this is what i'm envisioning uh -huh. you know they, they live maybe off campus they live on campus wherever they are they maybe some of them may live at home if they live and around town um if, if they want to have if they if they need to have a dedicated study space this is where they go. Yep. And some, you know, every team is different. Um, and every team and every head coach have different requirements or suggestions or want different things. And we tailor to every coach and team and try to tailor to every student and their needs as much as we possibly can. How it's are, a lot. <laughs> how, what do you need from the coaches? How are they in terms of support of what you okay. and your staff do? Awesome. Um, I think our coaches truly understand the value of what we do to help serve our students. Um, so all of our coaches are super supportive. Um, a lot of them come through on a regular basis and just walk through the facility, check on their students, make sure we feel important, yeah. make, make sure we feel like part of the team, um, which is really, really nice. Um, and, and make sure that, you know, their students are doing what they're supposed to do because we are not disciplinarians. We are there to support and set our students up for success. Let's take a flight of fancy here. <laughs> I am, I'm Barry McKnight. I am five-star high school wide receiver. And I have yes. signed a grant in aid to come to Troy my first day in as an officially enrolled student athlete. And one of the things on my list is to go see Becky Whetstone. Yeah. How does that start? What, what, what's what's the initial, what's the initial steps in yeah. an incoming student athlete? Um, I'm assuming you're a true freshman, and yes. I yeah. want AP to, classes in yeah, high school yeah, all and all the things. stuff. I can say you know since we're talking <laughs> flight of fancy here. Um, actually, anybody, it doesn't matter. Right. I, I, I love interacting with our students and I love getting to know, one of my favorite parts of the job is getting to know them as an individual and how they learn. Um, I graduated with my master's in counseling and psychology from Troy. I had no idea that's what I wanted to do. Um, but my background in that field allows me the opportunity to get to know how our students learn. And I think the coolest thing is when you when you get a new student who doesn't know how they learn and you help them figure that out. Um, so what we're able to do specifically with Troy, you know, a lot of people don't know that Troy University has a 17 to one student to teacher ratio. And that's pretty amazing. Okay, that sounds good. Yes, yeah, so, so on average, a classroom size is 17 students. On average, um, our math and English classes cap out at 30 mm -hmm. and 25, I think, respectively. Um, so our students, not just our student athletes, our students on campus are getting a wonderful 
educational experience because they're getting a face-to-face interaction with their faculty member. When you go to bigger schools and like super large institutions, you're not in class sizes like that. You're in the the lecture halls where, you know, you're getting graded by TAs and what you typically see on Hollywood movies. You know, I can right now picture the water boy and yeah. he's fighting with the Colonel Sanders. Sanders yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's a huge lecture hall and he's not getting that. Well, I guess in that movie he got the one-on-one interaction. But right. you, you know what I'm saying. And our, our students on campus are getting a really high quality education because they're getting the information and education as well as the personal connection with every single one of their faculty members. So for you and, and Hillary and Cheryl and, and um, all of those, yeah. you help them schedule their classes yep. with, within parameters of time constraints huh. and, and, and all of that yes, as well. Yes, that's the puzzle. That's the what good piece. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I wanted to kind of get yeah. to because, you know, they've, they've got practice, they've got time constraints, mm-hmm. they've, got, they've got things they've got to do, but... The NCAA also requires you to be academic, academically eligible. Yep. I know this for a fact that you have to make satisfactory progress towards a degree. So yes, it look has at to all you. add up, right? Yes, it's like you've read Bylaw 14 of the compliance manual. I'm very impressed <laughs> that you know the number on that. But it seems like it's just a big Lego set. This it goes is. here. That that's the only way. The only the only place this can go is here. Yep. How much of how much of that are you responsible? Yes. Yeah, so that's that's what this past week and a half really have been is making sure. We like to say that we want to set our students up for success. Okay, so I want to ensure that Barry McKnight, our wide receiver, five-star from Florida, that's AP credit, true freshman. No, we want to make sure that, one, what do you want to do post-football, Barry? You know, what, what are your goals? What do you want to achieve? Okay. Let's look at what degree plans can get you to that goal. Mm-hmm. Once you're done playing football, of right. course, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What kind of learner are you? So let's let's set you up with, do you like um, teachers that lecture and then you can go read? Or do you like those interactive courses? Because a huge part of our job is getting across campus, interacting with faculty, getting to know faculty, know how they teach, um, know what their syllabus might look like, what, how they grade, so what their final grade consists of. Is it going to be five papers and a couple quizzes, or is it three tests and assignments throughout the semester? There's so much that goes to it, um, but it is, it's like a puzzle of love. A puzzle of love. To ensure that our students have the best experience to get a degree that they're going to use and find a fulfilling career because of that degree. We're visiting here with Becky Whetstone, Director of Student Athletics Services at Troy University, and it occurs to me I should have asked immediately to follow up with the question about what is the relationship like and the support you get from coaches to follow up with what the relationship is like and the support you get from the faculty. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You know, our, okay, so uh, Coach Brown, Neil Brown started a um, really wonderful program where we interact with our faculty. We bring them over for a a fall and spring practice. So we open up, um, we have an event, basically, um, and we open it up, open invitation to all faculty on campus, and they get to come over and see 
what a day in the life of all student athletes. We don't just focus on football. I mean, that's what they're there to experience a little bit, but we also talk about golf and volleyball and tennis and track and field and basketball and baseball, like everybody, um, and give them the full experience of what a student athlete's life is like. When our faculty see and understand that, their minds are blown, typically, and they are so much more willing to help because Dr. Hawkins has done an exceptional job of making sure our faculty understand the positive impact that athletics has on this institution. Correct, yes. And those faculty days only help highlight that. So we have one every fall and every spring. Coach Summerall's continued the tradition. Um, we are going to branch that out to basketball this year, which I'm super excited about. Good. Um, and, and allow our faculty to see what our students do every day for this institution. And I think that that's a very large misconception of the academia world is that our student athletes are here just to play their sport. Um, a lot of times they're not. They're here primarily for their education, and they get a, they get that. Um, like they understand that. There's a reason it's student athlete, not athlete student, right? right? Yeah. Um, so it's it's really interesting to see the faculty change their mind about athletics. So many more questions. Yeah. Bear with me sure. here. Uh, you mentioned special programs. That certainly is something that's outstanding. Mm-hmm. I, I've had the chance to be a part of a couple of the other special programs that you've been involved in as well to, again, help yeah. um, not only recognize and improve the, the academic experience mm-hmm. of the student athletes, but also kind of a, um, it, it's kind of a, for me, it feels like it bolsters, you know, the self-image and the student-athlete. I want to ask you, first of all, about Trojan Tribute uh-huh. in the spring. Yes. How did that start? What's that all about? And ultimately, you know, the students produce it. Yes. Ultimately, when you first, when the idea first germinated, what was the what was the end result you were expecting for something like Trojan Tribute? Sure. Okay, so... I- I will give a shout out at this point and the the first person that really really pushed for this to happen was the one and only Taylor Smart. Um Taylor at the time was um our student athlete advisory committee which is SAC for short. Um she I believe she was the secretary and she and her peers really pushed for an ESPY's style show for recognition. They wanted to recognize athletic, academic, um, community service achievements mm-hmm. for all of our student athletes. It's a, it's things, it's something that a lot of schools do. Uh, Kentucky has the cats, and it's always a cats bees. Maybe it might be the cats bees, um, but it's always themed. It's opportunity for the students to dress up and have a red carpet event and give out awards. It's it's really a great opportunity to highlight our student athletes in so many ways. Um, so that started, I believe last year was our eighth annual. Sounds right. Seventh or eighth. Um, gosh, that seems like. A, it seems like it's flown by uh, yes, to me and I haven't yes. been involved in all the work involved. Um, but it is like a red carpet event. The students, it's it's become a tradition. Even during the, the years of COVID when we weren't allowed to be together, we hosted it virtually. Um, 
Yeah, and a lot of great things have come from it. But it is a great opportunity to highlight the overall achievements of our student-athletes. Another event was this past December when the Troy football team was down mm-hmm. at the Cure Bowl in Orlando, yes. and you and a lot of other people mm-hmm. did put together a special uh, baccalaureate service yes. down there at the team hotel at yep. Universal in Orlando. And, and I'm up there, you know, reading out the names, mm-hmm. football student athletes, but not yes. only football student athletes. And I'm looking over there, and, and your face was shining, <laughs> Becky. Yes. That's, I mean, that's the second time that we've been able to host a graduation at a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be completely honest with you, when we are planning out graduations for all of our football student athletes, I always talk it into talk it into truth. Do you want to graduate um, in the spring or do you want to graduate a bowl, at a bowl game? And the guys always love it. Yeah. The grin that you get from them because, you know, you're talking into truth, a bowl game. Um, and the event is always so wonderful. So also, side note, none of these events would be as wonderful as they are without Barry McKnight. But, <laughs> Thank you, Becky. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great event where we get to highlight the achievements of our graduates and what my favorite moment of this past graduation was we also had two graduate assistants and two band members graduate mm-hmm. at the bowl game yep. and if you'll recall it was all the football guys i think 12 or 13 of them mm-hmm. um two one graduate assistant then the two two band members and then two masters football students Um, So that was the order in which you read their names. And when every football student athlete crossed the stage, the whole team went nuts. It was great. It was beautiful in so many ways. And I was getting a little nervous when we were getting to the end. And I was really hopeful that the band would really perk up and, and give the band members the same ceremony if you will and when you called out the first band member's name and our football team went nuts it made my mom heart (laughs) so happy um and that's uh, there was a tear for sure um that might be when you looked over and my (laughs) face was glowing also it was sweltering hot and humid um but that was such a wonderful moment and those are the moments that we live for. Those are the moments that make our job so wonderful. A couple more questions. Sure. The I'm here to talk about academics all day. The academic <laughs> work for the student athletes. Yes. You know the 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 study areas up there in the third floor. Mm-hmm. Wonderful and all that kind of stuff. Not everybody is on campus. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just came back from a trip with the basketball team and coming back from. Um, Appalachian State. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're opening books in the bus, and they're you know they're oh, going they over were. stuff. I'm yeah, they so told me to, to tell you that. By the way, <laughs> they wanted me to name names, but I'm not. Um, I can guess who it was. <laughs> how much? How how difficult? How does that work when the, when they're yeah. on the road? Every sport, hotel rooms, buses, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. H- how is that? How is that monitored, for lack of a better word? Sure. Um, Again, it starts from the top and the support that Dr. Hawkins gives um, our student athletes for going out and and representing our institution. I always say it's about the four letters on the front of your jersey, N-T-R-O-Y. And um, 
he does a great job of supporting our students when we travel. Yeah. Uh, what we do is um, send out a university excused travel letter every time they travel. So it'll, it goes out, it's out, um, an email that gets sent to every teacher that is going to be impacted by their student athlete traveling. And basically it says, this is who's traveling, this is where they're going, this is why they're going to represent our institution, and they are excused from class. That does not mean that they're excused from doing the assignments that they Correct. need to be doing. If they have a test, you know, the teacher um, is required to work with them to reschedule it. If there's an issue with that, that's where I come in. I'm kind of the mediator um, right. or planner or whatever it is. Um, and that support comes from the top down. So that travel letter, every single one of those travel letters has Dr. Hawkins' signature on it, has our athletic director, Brent Jones' signature on it, and our faculty athletic rep, Dr. Fred Green, also signs off on it. So it's all very strategic and planned out. Um, students are only permitted to miss a certain amount of Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes and a certain amount of Tuesday, Thursday classes. So for basketball, Trent Patterson, um, will have to be very strategic in when he plans travel for the upcoming season because they can only miss a certain amount of classes. Right. Right. But it does make me proud that my boys were studying on yes, the road. That is especially true. the second week of class. I Look can, at them. I can confirm that. That's for amazing. Sure. No, and and most of our students take that very um, you know, they, they take great pride in ensuring that they stay ahead. Final question, and I know a lot of our viewers and listeners are going to want to know this because uh -huh. they're really involved in this. How involved are you in recruiting visits for, for whatever sports? Um, well, I have a full day tomorrow with football. Okay. Um, pretty involved. Which means a, a full day tomorrow. Give me an idea without naming names, obviously. Give, give me an idea of what your day looks like in a football yeah. recruiting visit weekend. Sure. Um, I, it varies for every sport. So every sport... Um, includes their advisor and and to be clear I'm I'm specifically work with football and men's basketball okay um, and we are sport specific as a staff so you know Hillary works with the other side of football and women's basketball uh, Greg's with track and soccer so we have all the sports split up but for for us for football um, specifically we are fairly involved because a lot of the parents want to know what, and, and a lot of the students, don't get me wrong, but mostly the parents want to know, how are you going to support my son? What are you going to do to ensure my son is successful in the classroom? Um, and that's really important to a lot of the parents and students that are coming in. Um, so I get quizzed, and that's great. I love it. Um, it is only preparing me for when Hunt Whetstone goes to school, yeah, mm -hmm. and I can pepper and quiz the advisor for yeah. whoever he's going to be working with. Um, no, it's a, it's a really cool experience to, for lack of better words, sell Troy, because I love it. It's very easy to do, um, and I get the opportunity to do that on a regular basis. Final question, just a couple of minutes here. How much yeah. does it help you? that you were a high-level collegiate athlete yourself, mm -hmm. and you were a 1,000-point scorer in your, in your, in your basketball yeah, career in I college. Was. How much does it help you to relate to, to, yeah. to what they're going through? I wouldn't say high-level, but thank you. Um, <laughs> it, it helps a lot. Uh, and 
I, I always get a chuckle out of students when, and they sometimes don't believe me when I say, when I was a basketball student athlete in my glory days, um, I was not a good student. And really, I know uh, you can ask Gary, my dad. Yes, he will tell you. Um, you know, I struggled academically, so I think that helps me a lot. Um, empathize with our students mm-hmm. who who do have a tough time academically. Um, that we typically work most with students that struggle. Don't get me wrong, the students that excel. You know, we work with them quite a bit too to ensure that they're in the exact the exact classes they want to be in, that they feel supported, that they have all the resources that they need as well. Um, but a lot of my day is spent with the students that need more support academically. Sure. Um, and I was that student, and I didn't have that support. We didn't have academic services at my school, so I had to figure it out by myself. Um, and it took me a while to do it, but I did. And I think that that really prepared me for the role I'm in now. He had a plan. Yes. And it, it fell into place pretty well. Um, no, but I, I think my experience on the court only allows me to empathize with the time, the time management struggles that a lot of our students have because I get it. Yes. Uh, but I will tell you the role that serves me best in my job, um, that helps me best, is my role as a mom. Yeah. And how that has changed me as an advisor. Um, you know, I have I have more sympathy and empathy for the parents, and can speak on that term a lot more now, especially being a boy mom and working with yeah. boy student athletes. Um, I get that a lot. I, I understand um, where the mom might be coming from, and I think that the students feel more comfortable coming to me in that role, and it helps my relationship with them. I hope that makes sense. This is all illuminating, actually. It all <laughs> makes sense. Becky Whetstone is the Assistant Athletic Director for Troy for Student Athlete Services. Yes. It's just great stuff. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you for highlighting what we do because it is a huge part of our student athlete experience, and um, we really love what we do, so it's nice to be highlighted. Well, it is definitely obvious how much you love it. <laughs> Becky Whetstone, yes. for Becky and for everybody here at Troy University, I'm Barry McKnight.